the Super Thwack Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Thwack Podcast. This is episode 66, the first episode of season three. We're your host, Damian Labla. And Anthony Stevens. Yes, welcome back. Thank you guys for joining us. And today we have some really interesting news topics that I'm going to go ahead and list off to let you know what we get into. First topic, Andrew Garfield talks No Way Home, finally, and talks about his Spider-Man return, possibly. Second story, Morbius gets pushed back again to April 1st. And finally, Scream gets his first reactions, and they are pretty positive. We hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. It's hard to say house. It is hard to say house. Cop. House. Nah, it sounds southern. (laughs) (laughs) My house. See, it's it's hard to find the cadence, man. It's like, well, honestly, I think if I was around enough Boston people for long enough, I'd be able to do it. Yeah, Cause I could I could pick up a Texas accent or like a Southern accent oh, yeah. real easy. That's 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 an easy one to mock. Yeah. But honestly, I have a hard hard time with New York accents too. It's almost almost like Boston in a way. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Where's the gabagool? <laughs> where's the gabagool? It's a spicy meatball. Hey ma, where's the cannoli? <laughs> ma. <laughs> Oh, fuck. It's a fucking meatloaf. Do that again or break your fucking legs. <laughs> Angry New York is easy. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> was it bad? No, it was good. Do it with more emotionally convenient though. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I don't know if I can get it now. No, you got it. You better watch your fucking mouth or I'm going to break your fucking legs. <laughs> that was Boston. That was Boston. Watch your fucking mouth or I'll break your fuck. No, I can't do it. <laughs> do it again. It's, <laughs> See, and here's the bad part. When I think of New York accents, I think of Italian mobsters. I don't even think of like New York accents. That's what I think of too. <laughs> I'll break your fucking legs! <laughs> Say your fucking mother. Oi! <laughs> <clears throat> Oi! You fucking motherfucker! I'll break your fucking legs! That was good. <clears throat> it's hard to do. Alright, ready? It's hard! Ready? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. It's fucking hard. <laughs> it's, it's wicked hard. <laughs> How's your erection? Just <laughs> <laughs> <This is> wicked ad. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> I love Boston. It's fucking great. <laughs> and you go see a, a baseball game at Fenway Park. <laughs> hey, Ma. <laughs> hey, Ma. What cup did you put the mayonnaise in? <laughs> I have been pretty good this week. Um, honestly, it's been a fast week for some reason. Well, it probably doesn't help that we did a podcast like three days ago, four days ago. That is true. So That is true. Um, yeah, but yeah, not a lot going on this week other than uh, just some writing. Um, I started Batman Arkham City again. Well, because I beat... I, beat uh, I think you said that last time. And the last time... No, the last time it was Arkham Asylum. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I beat that. I beat it in like three days. <clears throat> and They're then, good fucking games. And yeah. you slept on them for like almost ten years. Ten years, yeah. So like, this will be the second time I'm playing through Arkham City. And I played the other two twice. I don't know if I'm going to play Arkham Origins again. It's, I it, think that was a one time for me. 
See, I still think it's the best one. It's just it hasn't had the upgrades that the other one of other ones have had through the years with the remasters and shit. Yeah, and I think I don't want to say you're alone in liking that game, but you are like one of few that I like that game based off of videos I've seen about really? it. Really? Yeah. Because everything I've seen lately, like especially from like IGN and What Culture, talk about how much of a sleeper it is and how. The only thing that really hurts it is the fact that it's not connected to the other games. Right. I mean, other than that, I think it's the best one story-wise. Writing-wise, I think it's, in my opinion, the best best done one. I can see that. And um, what really, like, confuses me is, like, people, like, talk so much shit on Arkham Knight. And it's only for one reason. Jason Todd. Well, it's three reasons, honestly. It's Jason Todd, it's the Joker, and it's the Batmobile. Yeah, and I some of their arguments I can understand. Yeah. Like, even my main gripe with it would have to be the Jason Todd thing. Not the, I, the build-up to it was good, but like, even like the first time I played it, knowing nothing about it, I knew it was Jason Todd. Well, and see, I think here's the issue with it. They tried to lie about it when the game came out, which is what made a lot more people mad. Because they said it was like a brand new yeah, character, right? Completely like, original. It's a new yeah. creation. Which technically they weren't lying. But they took an existing character and twisted their story. Yeah. So And he ended up being the same thing anyway. Yeah. And they, they, he became the Red Hood. Yeah. Which I think Red Hood as itself would have been a better way to go the whole way through. So he became... He wasn't the Red Hood before the Arkham Knight? <clears throat> uh... No. He was Robin, Arkham Knight, and then Red Hood. Okay, see, I didn't read it that way. Yeah. Well, because he changes the Arkham... Because he just uses the Arkham, like, logo as his thing, and then he changes that Arkham logo into the Red Hood. Okay, yeah, I read it completely different fucking way. But, um, he... I will say, like, when you actually get to him, he does give up, like, too easy. It's, like, all that build-up for that. Yeah, and I do agree. But I was happy, like, with certain things. Like, especially the design concept of switching that A into a bat yeah like i thought that was kind of and cool. how his red hood mask is basically like yeah. under under that fucking thing yeah I, I thought it was a cool way to do it obviously it would have been better to just do a straight under the red hood story right like i, I like the whole story but it would have just been cooler to do like you trying to figure out who's taking out a bunch of mob bosses yeah like i, I would have liked that more for sure and um my friend at work was telling me that um you know that part in Arkham Knight where you have to surrender your belt and get into the back of that van to go get taken to the scare- scarecrow. Yes, right at the end. Towards the end. Yeah, I guess next to the truck, somewhere on the wall, you can see the red hood symbol on the wall. Oh, really? So, like, telling you that he's basically following you the whole time because he ends up saving you, basically. Yeah. Which is random as fuck too. He just shows up for that, doesn't speak or anything. He's just gone. He just shows up for like two seconds. Yeah. I mean, I will say I love the DLC where you got to play as Red Hood, though. I didn't really no i thought it was kind of like underwhelming i just thought it was cool how like all of a sudden instead of the batterings you literally have pistols that can take dudes out and you can do long range damage right but and i hate his costume i mean it's all right yeah it's i thought playing as nightwing was fucking amazing yeah i thought playing uh do, do you get to do fight scenes with the uh tim drake robin and arkham knight as well i can't remember yeah um, you partner up with him inside the movie studios okay. when you go to capture the different Joker infected people. Oh yeah, yeah. I I did like the way they utilize the uh, Robins and stuff in the game. I thought yeah. that was really cool. And my favorite part when you're playing as Tim Drake is when um you get to um and what's that guy Johnny Charisma I think his name is yes when he's like has that vest on he's singing mm-hmm. and Robin you have to like hide behind the shit and disable the bombs <clears throat> around yeah. that thing that was cool yeah. I, I do think that most of what they did was really good. Yeah. It was just the key story beats that kind of fucked it up. Yeah. And overall, it's still my favorite story. It just seems really layered. Even with all the shit that people complain about, it's still like layered Yeah, to me. I, I think my personal favorite, at least in the <clears throat> main line of the three games, would be Arkham City. Um, just because... They didn't have to adapt something that was old right. and twist it. It was mostly original. It was kind of stupid that they had to go back to the Joker well. <clears throat> yeah, it, it makes... If we're going to complain about the Joker, it makes more sense 
him being in Arkham City than it is to him being in Arkham Knight. Yeah, 100%. And that pissed a lot of people yeah. off, too. As soon as he popped back in, people were like, you fucking seriously can't think of another villain other than right. Joker to finish a game? I personally did like how he was used, though. I love Just it. how he's just, like, popping up everywhere yeah. and, like, I don't know, I thought it was cool. It, it, especially once you find out why, too. Yeah. Like, I, I did enjoy it, but a lot of people did not right and a lot of people get bitched about like <clears throat> how the fuck is this blood gonna turn people into the joker it's just blood yeah <laughs> but i mean it's the it's batman right so but yeah um how was your week it was uneventful uh i mean that's actually a lie yesterday was my son's fifth birthday so it was nice getting to actually like spend the day with him i got the day off from the liquor store but then i had to do uh school at night it was all right, uh, but seeing my son's reaction to getting his first bow was awesome. Nice. And then uh, just getting to spend the day with him and watching both of my kids starting to like grow and like get their own personalities that I can like pay attention to and yeah stuff like that and just <clears throat> sat there and played with them all day and <clears throat> I think it was one of like the better like connecting days i think i've had with my kids in a while nice so that's it, cool that was that was really nice and then uh watched don't look up with my wife on what was it wednesday didn't watch tick tick boom with her again no she won't <laughs> she won't go for that again <laughs> i i wore her out on that film <laughs> still recommend it though i still listen to the music constantly oh yeah <laughs> um but other than that not not a whole lot else it was nice and peaceful for once Nice, and that's always good yes. to have. Yeah, it's always nice to have a nice little slowdown here and there. Yes. Um, but with that being said, we have uh, some news, correct? Yes, it is time to send the news. Send the news. So, first news story: Andrew Garfield finally came out and talked about No Way Home, and uh, spoilers, just to put it out there. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, and his uh, the possibility of him returning as Spider-Man in a future movie. I will say this before we go into anything. <clears throat> I've started theory crafting things in my head that if they don't happen, I'll probably be sad too. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's hard not to do. Yeah, and um, without giving away what the next thing is that we're gonna talk about, it's uh, a lot of people are talking about him essentially taking over the Venom verse. Yeah, that's been a big rumor going around. Which I would be perfectly fine with. I want an Amazing Spider-Man 3. I think it would be fantastic. Yeah. The only issue is, how would Venom have not heard of Spider-Man? What do you mean? Like, he has no idea who Spider-Man is. Him and Tom Hardy. Well, he does now. Well, does he though? Because everyone forgets who Spider-Man is. Who Peter Parker is, at least. Yeah, Spider-Man's still a thing. Well, yeah, but how wouldn't Tom Hardy's uh, Eddie Brock know of a Spider-Man in his universe if it's Andrew Garfield? I see what you mean. If he's it, a journalist. Yeah, it, just, it makes the whole thing kind of convoluted. I mean, it, 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 it <clears throat> is helped by the fact that he is from New York and moved to San Francisco. Yeah. But it's still like, come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah, I'm going to save that for later. Um, let's go with the quote from this interview with Andrew Garfield. Do it. Uh, so it says, we were shooting for two weeks, Toby and I, but I think we managed to achieve something that is not just showing up and going high and by. And my Spider-Man got to save his younger brother's romantic relationship potentially and heal the most traumatic moment of his own life doing it. I, I love the phrasing of the quote. Yeah. I, I talked to you about this off... Uh, off recording uh i think that was one of my favorite things is like you actually felt like he legitimately felt like they were brothers all the way down yeah. to the i love you guys thing. yeah and that that line i love you was improvised by him yeah like it's fantastic like knowing the kind of like crafting they did to make it fit mm -hmm. just as actors not even like with writers to the point where i think they said they were pretty much writing they kept rewriting the ending over and over and over again because they weren't sure if they were actually going to be able to get the two of them yeah and um toby and andrew they both signed on without reading the script which is that's a that's a leap yeah and the i think the one thing that toby wanted to make sure of is that it for sure like kept the 
Or at least his Peter Parker kept with the tone that was in the Sam Raimi movies. Yeah. And I think it did very well. Yeah. Um, especially with some of the old callback lines, like the when he first sees Otto. Yeah. And he's all, how are you doing, dear boy? And he's like... <laughs> trying to do better yeah the exact line from the original film right so like stuff like that was really cool but like knowing that they literally got to go behind the scenes and sit there and work with each other to like build a relationship and it almost feels like it's a relationship that'll last past the films yeah like, it was sure. that believable yeah so it, that's really exciting actually yeah and yeah as far as andrew like coming back for another spider-man he said that he is definitely open to it if the story is right i think he here's the nice thing though also when he was spider-man the for the first two films he did not have and i'm not saying his acting wasn't good because i think his acting was better than the material he was given oh yeah he was so almost desperate for work that he was willing to go with whatever they said Mm -hmm. now he is potentially a two-time oscar nominee yeah off of um the back of tick tick boom and hacksaw ridge hacksaw ridge yeah um so he's not like hurting for work anymore he he can be a lot more selective with his scripts now yeah so it would be very interesting to see what kind of sway he has especially now that he was able to see a little bit more of the writing process with this with rewriting the ending over and over again yeah um i think he would be a lot more willing to speak up at least yes also quick question it's kind of a tangent kind of not do you think because of the ending of no way home there's potential that gwen stacy could still be alive I don't know, because that would kind of like just take the impact away from everything, from her actually dying and Andrew saving MJ. And and I do get that, but like, if the whole idea of the spell, especially, well, it all kind of depends on when he goes back to. So yeah, if he goes back, it should be fine. But if it were, Electro forgets who he is, and so does Dane DeHaan's Green Goblin, so he never has a reason to kill Gwen Stacy. I, yeah, I, I get that, but I don't. I just don't want that. To I hope I'm just reading into it too much. Yeah, because, because that, would be that stupid. yeah, that would really, that would make that whole thing pointless. Yeah, especially that was I, like I said in the last podcast. That was the emotional high point for me in No Way Home. Yeah. So, um, and didn't he have another uh, quote towards the end there? Oh, about going to the theater. Yeah, so him and Toby like snuck into a theater on opening night yeah. and watched it together, yeah. which is cool to think about. <laughs> he he wore a, a baseball hat and a mask, so nobody knew the two of them were in the theater with him, which would be a bananas uh, way to watch that movie. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure it was in L.A. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I just, I want, I want an interview with Toby because I want to hear what he thinks about the movie and everything. Right. Well, he hasn't done a real interview. I don't even think he did interviews when he was doing when they were doing press for like Boss Baby and stuff. He did for that. He did. Yeah. I was like I don't remember seeing anything. And but, that was a while ago. I mean, and it's crazy because I'm sure this is a role he got tired of answering questions about. Right. Like it, it's like Hugh Jack well, like Hugh Jackman always never really seemed like it got to him with uh Wolverine. Yeah, I never he seems he just seems like a happy guy. Yeah. No matter but what. There are other actors who genuinely seem frustrated when you bring up their most famous roles over and over Joaquin. again. Joker. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> I, mean, I get it, but at the same time, like... You signed up for yeah, it. Yeah, so... And, and I get that, too. And I, I think a lot of a lot of actors don't want to be tied down to one image, so they're just so fucking frustrated they can't escape it. Right. Like, it's like Michael Keaton being at... He didn't even really down it though like being asked about batman for years Mm -hmm. stuff like that like you have humble actors who are happy about stuff and then you have actors who hate the comparisons they get for the rest of their lives right and the andrew is definitely like humble about it and happy about it you can tell he's always played on the upside of it like he he would go on like jimmy fallon and stuff and dress up in like a twenty dollar spider-man suit and go out in the street and like collect money just for like gags it was fucking hilarious yeah um, I would definitely be interested to see an Amazing Spider-Man 3. Oh, That's for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, that would be... 
Honestly, I almost want to see that more than I want to see another Tom Holland movie. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it, it's and <clears throat> the crazy part is you could have two Spider-Man films come out fairly close to each other that both deal with symbiotes. Yeah. Would be even more bananas. Right. I want to see a fucking reason for Venom to get the f- spider on his chest. It's irritating me. I know. Yeah. I, like that's one huge character design thing that you can't it, it bothers me. I don't know why. Right. It's just it's so ingrained in the comics to where like symbiotes that have nothing to do with Spider-Man have a fucking spider on their chest. Like, yeah. You're like, "Come on, bro." Right. But to each their own. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff and I think just going off of that, since they're basically in the same universe, um, the well, next Venom piece, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> next uh, story, <coughs> Morbius got pushed back again, this time to April 1st, from January 28th. Do we, do, do we want to, how, how many times has this <coughs> film been pushed back now? Yeah, let's uh, take a quick I'll just uh, recite the, uh, so the original release date was July 10th of 2020. Second release date, July 31st of 2020. Then it got pushed back to March 19th of 2021, then to October 8th of this year, to January 21st, then to January 28th, and now to April 1st. That is seven different release dates. Yeah, and it's it's more than um, New, New Mutants had, which is crazy. It kind of makes me think this movie's not ever going to come out. I'm or, okay with it. Yeah, or they'll just like... This is one superhero film. This is one superhero film I do not give a shit about. Yeah, it's not interesting at all. Even when the first uh, trailer came out before it ever got pushed back, it wasn't even that interesting then. See, I really enjoyed Jared Leto before he became grotesquely famous. Yeah, I think it was before Joker, honestly. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club, fantastic. Yeah, and he won an Oscar for that. Uh, Mr. Nobody, one of my favorite films. Yeah. It's, it's very timey-wimey and hard to follow in certain places but it's really good yeah um i never watched him in what was the movie 20 not 27 the one where Chap- he plays Ma- chapter 27 chapter 27 yeah he's uh mark david chapman mm-hmm. um he gave himself the sugar foot or not sugar he gave himself gout okay yeah because he had to gain a bunch of weight um i you're probably gonna laugh i actually enjoyed 30 seconds to mars I did too. I, okay, I was like, I was waiting yeah, for your shit the day talking. when their first album came out, "A Beautiful Lie," I think it was. I believe so. Yeah, I had, I got that album. Yeah, but after that, I didn't really listen to them yeah. too much. I mean, I, I liked certain things like Kings and Queens was all right, uh, but like that whole first album was fucking amazing. Yeah, and he he's a very talented actor, but there's just something. It's not even him, really. It's just I don't know how to explain it. Well, now he plays everything the same with that like high-pitched like hushed tone where you're just like bro like it didn't work for the joker don't do it for fucking morbius (laughs) like come on it's you've already seen it in the trailers where he's like he's like i'm venom he's like i'm just kidding dr morbius here in i'm like fuck off all the way dude (laughs) like there's there's no reason for it and he's like what else can i do (laughs) i'm like i'll probably get dragged in to watch it because of my dad because i know he'll he'll he's for whatever to okay. watch any superhero film yeah I'll, I'll watch it because i i You're, am curious to see how they're going to tie everything together because you got the Vulture. daily bugle from the sam raimi universe in the newspaper and then you got oscorp from andrew's universe yeah. and then you got another corporations from the so the uh, morbius universe and uh vulture from marvel yeah and you got a picture of toby spider-man on the wall with murderer written on it yeah so and then there's a bus that with the advertisement that says it's either who is spider-man or spider-man is missing is what the billboard says huh yeah so i'm like i don't know what the fuck is going on with this thing i think that would make the most sense for it to be andrews the more i think about it though if if it says he's missing yeah let me see what it says because he says he goes overboard so he probably tries to get back back from fighting crime again where is spider-man hmm so i don't know what the fuck to think about it do you think the reason that it got delayed is directly correlated to the reception of No Way Home? And before you say anything, I don't think they expected Andrew Garfield Spider-Man to be as received as well as it was. Do you think they said, "Hey, 
you want to come back, we'll delay the film for three months, film a post-credit scene and a couple other things. If that was the case, I don't think they would have delayed it for three fucking months. I mean, I don't know. They probably would have delayed it until like a, like a March or something like that. But March is Batman's month, so it, that's not going to happen. Except for the fact that they need to go back and edit all of those Spider-Man posters and put his Spider-Man in. What Spider-Man posters? With uh, Toby's Spider-Man on it. Oh, I, yeah. I think they were gonna. that was going to be changed anyway in the movie well, itself. And I, I assumed it was a placeholder, yeah. but what if but what if like i said because the daily bugle look is it's that's the toby daily bugle well and that could be something they have to change too so what if it's both what if jk simmons played J. jonah jameson in that one too <laughs> i don't know honestly i think this whole thing boils down to sony not knowing what the fuck they're doing and just I, fucking everything up i agree 100 percent. Yeah. but do you think that's a possibility i think it's possible i think it's possible andrew garfield comes in it is the only thing in my head that makes any lick of sense for yeah. why they would delay it at all or that long and we know now that since the multiverse closed back up um obviously tom holland's not going to show up yeah in that universe yeah so if it's connected to venom then no yeah not at so all. it's not so tom holland's spider-man has nothing to do with morbius or yeah. venom or anything like that but then the other thing that fucks that up is michael keaton showing up in the trailer but like I said, that um, he I could said be this, a different fucking character. Yeah, well, or a variant of himself. Exactly, he could be a variant of Vulture, the way that J.K. Simmons plays two different versions of uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, he could be like a more anthropomorphic version. Oh, like he can transform into an animal. Like he he can like grow wings and shit. Like basically. the animorphs, the books. Yeah, it's like the animorphs. No, like, and, like well, he has a Boston accent too. <laughs> He's like, Doctor. I forget the line. <laughs> uh, oh, we should keep in touch. Yeah, we, we, we should keep in touch. I'm not going back into the fucking Boston accent. I'll get lost in it again because I couldn't put fucking laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. I'm sorry. But yeah, I, I, that's the only thing that makes sense. If it's not that, it's just only fucking up. Either way. It's either one. It's fucking up for round four? Yeah. <laughs> They and, have a horrible track record with superhero films. And they're going to fuck up even more when they put out Craven. I have no faith in that one. Either. No. I like Aaron Taylor Johnson, too. That's he the just sad part. the toys. No. In unless, my mind. Unless he gets fucking huge. He, well, he needs to get huge. It's not even the hugeness. I just don't see him, period, as Craven. Yeah, but the people that you could see have been over-fucking-played. I don't want to see Aquaman as fucking... Well, no, I don't want that. I was thinking more like Steven Seagal. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What? Um, he what? He already has the ponytail. Yeah, but he would like sit there and like pretend like he's fucking grabbing him to throw him. Could you imagine Nick Cage is Craven? <laughs> He'd fucking go all in. For he's that. having another kid, and he's fifty-eight, bro. What? Yeah. So my wife freaked out about that news today. I was like, this fucking guy's insane. Kid's gonna grow up without a dad. <laughs> like Theo. <laughs> what? Theo Vaughn. Oh, I thought you said the Obamas. I'm like, <laughs> what? what do you mean? That's wildly racist, sir. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I didn't mean it like that. I'm now just you're just gonna paint me as a racist. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm fucking canceled. <laughs> oh, fuck That's no. fucked up. <laughs> no, but yeah, ultimately, what this comes down to is Sony fucking up, or it being something that we're not expecting. So okay, obviously this is a little tangent. Who would you actually want to play Craven over Aaron Taylor Johnson? Realistically, yeah, realistically, because um, Jason Momoa would fit the bill visually. Uh, also, so would. But um, he needs to be Russian, right? I mean, yeah, but people can. I, mean, I wouldn't see him with an accent, obviously. Uh, I think. Uh, That's racist. What's <laughs> <no, stop. laughs> what's what's his name that played Flash Thompson in Deathstroke and Joe Manganiello? No. Oh, yeah. I can see that. One. I can see that. I don't but, know how he does with accents, but yeah, um, yeah, that'd be a good one. Fucking, it's kind of a hard pick, man. It is a hard pick, man. Ooh, you know what you can do? You can almost switch his nationality and do like a Javier Bardem. That you were against then. 
I'm not against anything. Okay. I think switching race for the f- sake of switching race is stupid. To pander. Okay, I feel you. But, um, like, if you're going with someone who can't do accents but has the visual style and you can kind of... I don't think Herbier has the visual style. I don't know. I've only heard good things about No Country for Old Men. I could see him as Bane. Like an I older version that of Bane. That That'd be sweet. dope. Yeah, I don't really know who I would p- pick other than Joe Manganiello. Yeah, that'd, pro- that'd probably be the only one. Um, yeah. Oscar Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, Oscar Isaac wouldn't be a bad pick. Actually, no, if he, he got built. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he's getting built right now for Moon Knight. Well, they already finished filming that, so he might be built now. Yeah. Now. Be fucking wild. Fuck yeah. Gain 60 pounds just to play a deranged fucking billionaire. <laughs> right. But yeah, um, yeah, Joe Manganiello would probably be the okay. closest pick. Um, but yeah, getting back to Morbius, it's going to be shit. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be a train wreck. It's going to... I'm going to make a prediction right now. It's going to get pushed back one more time. <laughs> Final release date, June of this year. So it's April what right now? First. I think that's too close to Batman, personally. It is. I think they will need to push it back at least once. June. I'm willing to bet money on it right now. It's going to be like a, almost a whole fucking year. And then a, we're, a whole two years from the original release date. It will be a year. It will be January next year talking about it being pushed back again. <laughs> oh. But yeah. Um, oh, that's just, it's fucking rough, dude. It's horrible, yeah. yeah. It, it makes sense now that why they put it in April. Yeah. Because February, I don't know. They could have put it in February. Well, it depends on what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing exactly. It's not going to have a very long box office draw. No. It it doesn't really matter. But you don't want it to be too close to Batman, and you don't want to be too close to Spider-Man, because that's still making money. Yeah, and I feel like April 1st is too close to Batman, because Batman comes on March 22nd. Are they just going to say, April Fool's, moving it back again? Yeah, because April 22nd, what? Let's look at the calendar. I'm pretty sure that's one week before Morbius comes out. April 22nd? Uh, March 22nd is when Batman oh, March comes 22nd. out. It comes on at Tuesday? No, March 4th. What are you talking about? Are you sure? Don't fuck with me. Oh, it is March 4th, bro. No, okay, you're right. I don't know why. I was thinking of 22. So, like, you're breaking my heart. Lisa. So, March 4th. So, one, two, three. So, it's a month before Morbius comes out, which is not enough time because Batman is going to make money through April. But here's another thing. Batman is also going to HBO Max in April, too. 45 days. Yeah. So, April 15th, 19th. Yeah. Which, that could fuck up Batman's box office, too. I don't think it will. You think it won't? I think FOMO. I hope not. FOMO is a huge thing to get people to go to theaters. So is that the new COVID strain? <laughs> you know what FOMO is. I don't know. FOMO Fear is. of missing out. Oh, okay. I never heard that. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think we've done this before on the podcast. Caucasian things. No, it's a public statement. Okay. Uh, or public... Uh, it's, a, it's a common euphemism. Uh, Batman's going to hit a billion dollars. No, it's not. Damn it. I really don't think it is. It very, it very well could. I think it's too early in the year, but... No one thought Joker would make a bill. That but that one. was also without COVID. That's but Spider-Man made... But I don't know. It's hard to say. Do you think that the Batman can get into the top 25 best-selling films of all time? I don't know. I think if we're going to be safe about it... Um, I think it makes seven hundred million worldwide. I was gonna say seven fifty. Yeah, that's the safe. It bit. should make a billion. It should easily make over six hundred mil worldwide. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, that, that, that's eyes closed. Like, yeah. but in my opinion, I don't know. The, the thing that did draw people to go watch Spider Man was the possibility of yeah, yeah. Whereas it's just another new Batman. Yeah. So that yeah, so it's a different circumstance. It's a very different circumstance. So I'd say like seven hundred million on the safe side. Either way, I'm gonna watch it three times. So I don't give a oh shit. yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, they're gonna make like a mill off of me. I'm going opening night. I'll probably go the next day. Yeah. If the theaters aren't too crowded, and then I'm probably gonna wait a week. I'll wear three day. masks if I have to. <laughs> they don't. I, I'll wear a bodysuit if I have to. <laughs> oh fuck. All right, sir. So. Now that we know that Morbius is uh, indefinitely doomed, yes, like we literally got a month away from it, and they're like, 
push it back yeah and i'm so oh i'm not gonna go there because we'll just more tangent than yeah. we were doing what is our next the next article. and final news topic scream has finally gotten its first initial reactions on social media some movie critics have seen it yes and almost everybody almost everybody has given it a like a rave review yeah saying that it's very topical like as far as like mm-hmm. recent horror movies like how there's a bunch of prequels and yeah and sequels and stuff and it kind of like comments on that so it does what the original did yeah but and it fits in today's time yeah as far as you know not there not being too many like original ideas so it's kind of like it kind of pokes fun at its fun at itself is what it seems like so it's very self-aware yeah and almost everybody said it's like super gory Okay, I heard that. I heard a lot of people say it's the best Scream film since the original. Which isn't a really tall task. I like the second one. The second it, one, it, it didn't add up. But. That was the best one, which again isn't yeah. like saying much. But um, but yeah, so yeah, it's getting really good first reactions. Um, it's definitely making me more excited to see it. Yes, I think it comes out next week. I next believe Friday. so. Um, so here's my biggest thing with horror f- sequels, though. It seems like the more time you put between them, the better off they do. But yeah. there's this thing that production companies do because they're so cheap to make mm. compared to superhero films right? or these other films that you need huge names for. Mm. You're like, oh, dude, this made so much. Let's just make another one in a year, rush the script, and that's why it all gets fucked up. Right. So... It is nice because it's been how long since Scream Four, Five, Four, like Two Thousand Eleven? Really? Cool. So yeah, it, it, this thing got time to build. Let me see, Scream Four, and then another is this reaction. Scream Five or Six? This is Five. Okay. Another reaction that I remember hearing about in this video was saying that this Scream, the new Scream, understood how to create a sequel years after. Yeah. So see, this one, gets, yeah, Two Thousand Eleven. I think that's the one power that this Scream franchise has always kind of had is kind of the satire of horror movies while still somehow being a horror movie. Yeah. Without being just a straight up comedy making fun of horror movies. Mm-hmm. It, it was... It's crazy because Scream did that and then Scary Movie was what, honestly, I think a lot of people almost expected Scream to be. Right. So it, it's wild that it kind of took that evolution. But it kind of shot itself in its own foot for those next couple movies and now apparently it's back to a good formula right and i wanted to read off some of these reactions okay uh this one's from megan navarro she has a blue check mark so i imagine she's somewhat the name sounds familiar too but what a welcome return to woodsboro scream is razor sharp bloody introspected introspection on the genre and Wes craven's legacy all the feels and one of one hell of a genre to start to 2022 my horror heart is so full am i an asshole I, I, I don't know why i just had this random thought am i an asshole for kind of hoping courtney cox's character finally dies dang I'm, i mean i'm happy that they, i guarantee uh, they all die all the legacy characters Except Nev Campbell. I don't want David Arquette to die. He's going to die. I fucking love David Arquette. He's going to die. Uh, this one comes from Eric Davis, who also has a blue check mark. I'll bet money Neve Campbell dies. Uh, I'll she's bet not you, the main I'll character bet you 20 anymore. bucks right now. She ain't dying. There's no way. She's she's not the main character anymore. There, They have to build a new franchise. You know that's, that's where true. they're they, going. I, more of the reaction said that the, the new cast is really good, too. Okay. Surprisingly. So, the new Scream is a blast and my favorite since the original. There's some sharp writing here, a nice balance of well-crafted scares and amusing commentary on modern horror. It also pokes a lot of fun at itself, too, while remaining a bloody whodunit and a damn good time. Okay. It, it, it definitely makes me excited. I probably will be more likely to watch it in theaters now. I was almost worried it was too much of a cash grab. It's the same reason I didn't go watch fucking Halloween Kills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what, and what, I was so disappointed by that movie. Yeah. The Halloween sequel remake looked really good. But knowing how fast Halloween Kills came out afterwards killed it. Yeah, because well, yeah, uh, the last one came out in 2018. So three years. Yeah, because evil dies tonight. Was that the line that got repeated twenty fucking times? In this new one, yeah, yeah. 
I'm like, Jesus. As long as they don't do something like that, I'm happy. Let's read one more reaction. This is from Perry Nemiroff, who works at Collider. Okay. Um, I have seen the new Scream, and it's a winner. Yes, it's bloody, but also feels loaded with love and reverence for the original and the fan of it amassed. And it felt like it was talking to me to a degree. Super impressed by how they weave the OG cast and new ensemble together and the purpose of it. Some really creative and interesting ideas in the mix here, and I... And mix here that I no doubt will obsess over via many, many viewings. Okay. So, yeah, it is, it's hard to find a bad reaction right now. Yeah. Why did he say bloody like it was a bad thing, though? I don't think she did. Look, she said, yeah, it's bloody, but... Maybe because people like some people are wanting to hear if it is or not. No, oh. it's but a fucking more, horror. Well, film. there's more to it than just that. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, it's not a soft film. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are saying the script is really good, which surprises me because I was com- expecting this thing to not be yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely happy about that. Um, I think that pretty much covers all of our news for the day, sir. Yeah, there really wasn't a whole lot of news topics this week to go over, so that's what we got. Yes, sir. Do we have anything else? Not that I can think of currently. Unless you got something. Um. No, I think that's about it for today. Okay. Unless we uh, go off on random thoughts. I mean, we we can we contained our tangents pretty tightly today. We did. We start we. We started to get on somewhat of a roll over there, yeah. and like oh, we dialed but, it back. But we we kept it all within the same realm. Yeah, it was. It didn't go off and fucking like. Oh, this actor was related to this, so we're going with a completely different fucking genre of film. Right. Um. I will say this. Um, I think this season, well, honestly, up leading up to Batman, there's going to be a lot of Batman content coming from us. Yes, and I think the week directly leading up to Batman. Uh, will actually be we're going to sit and give you all our predictions and our moments we're most excited for for the film yes and I think the plan right now is we'll see it opening night yeah oh yeah well um, the, yeah we'll see it opening night and then we'll do a reaction right out of that in the parking lot yeah yeah I- I'm down with that and then also do you want to go over? the most recent trailer yes play it um we can have the audio kind of go over and just react and talk about it okay um the most recent trailer that came out a week ago two weeks ago i think it's it's a week it's 11 days ago it's called the bat and the cat as far as i can tell you're good still the sexiest batmobile yes This shows the kind of disconnect between him and Bruce, like Bruce Wayne itself. Yeah. This shot here, that, that's fire. It's beautiful. I also love the uh, way the interviewer kind of tackles the subject. Yes. I love the voice. He got built. I don't know he what did. people are talking about. I think he was... He was being a uh, troll. Yeah. I think he got as big as he could for his body type. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. I like the way he says it. It's like, I don't know. It's like...
I like how he finally rhymes. Right. Notice how there's multiple people dressed as a Joker right there? I mean, uh, the Riddler. Oh, oh, All yeah. those guys are dressed as Riddler. wonder why. Like, it'd be weird to have him have, like, a cult. Yeah. Alright, so... I mean... It's... So, I'll start with my main thing, like, at the beginning that I really enjoyed. I love the fact that Bruce Wayne is so caught up in himself... Or not caught up in himself, caught up in being Batman, that he has completely neglected all of the social outreach that Bruce Wayne is supposed to do to keep up appearances. Yeah, like he's so disconnected from like that part of himself. Yeah, he, he's he's completely lost like the philanthropy mm-hmm. of what his parents did and everything that kept up appearances. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that we'll find out that there was a lot more to them, especially just the sound of the uh, you lied to me line. Yeah, uh, it's almost funny in a way, the way he says it, because you would think like if he if he's upset, he'd be like, you lied to me. Yeah. But he's like, you lied to me, Aldrich. Well, it's it's almost like a, the, 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 the tone I got, like it was my immediate reaction. It's it's when a parent talks to you and they're like, "I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed." I'm just disappointed. Yeah, it, like it's like they're fighting, but yeah. they're like silently fighting or yeah. something. But um, and you can definitely tell the difference between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like oh, Bruce yeah. Wayne, and this is kind of like more like subdued and kind of almost looks like nervous in a way, oh, yeah. being in public. Yeah, and like Bat- social anxiety. Yeah, like when he's Batman, he's just like pissed off. Oh yeah, it it it's the thing. It's the most fascinating part about Batman at all times in the comics. Yeah. It's Bruce Wayne is the mask. Yes. You can tell he feels uncomfortable because like as soon as he gets a chance, he will fucking run out the door to be Batman. Yeah. He doesn't hesitate. Like mm-hmm. it is wild to think and it's it's something that like people legitimately could do if they had the money and the time. Yeah. Like even if they didn't have the money, some crazy fucker would who's crazy enough would try to do something like this. Phoenix Jones. Yes, or me. I, I mean, I'd fucking support you, but what would you be? Would you try to do... For one night, it would be kind of cool to do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Get stabbed and shit. I don't know about that part. <laughs> I, I would definitely have fun with the idea of being a vigilante. Yeah, it's so dangerous. But here, here, without getting political... That term, especially in the last couple years, has become very problematic. Okay. If you are seen as a vigilante... I'm not even going to do it. Just, we'll go somewhere. Uh, Alright, so... I am not saying I agree or disagree with anything that has happened, but, like, the whole Kyle Rittenhouse trial, uh, he was pointed at as being a vigilante... And so that automatically, like, gives a negative connotation to yeah, which the idea I don't think he was a vigilante. I don't think so either. I think he was a kid who should not have been in a place where he was. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of stupid. <laughs> it, 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 it was a pretty stupid situation to put himself in. Um, yeah. And by no means am I... Do I lean either way on that? I really don't give a shit. Yeah. It, I mean, it sucks that lives are lost on anything, but you are automatically going to be put under a microscope is all I'm saying. If you do something like that, where, yeah. or do you think it depends on who you've like go against? No. Like say something like, if you're just going to go on the very like basic level, like some dude was fucking with like threatening to shoot some people or some shit like that. I'm going to like I'll, in a robbery type situation. I and will, you take it up. No. I would love to say yes, but the argument is nobody's life is worth somebody else or, or uh, the the big argument, like especially during that trial, was life isn't worth property. So like robbing wouldn't do anything. 
mm. that that wouldn't be justifiable. It also depends. Are you killing people? <laughs> no. Like, say you're like beating the shit out of okay. people. See, beating the shit out of people is maybe a little bit more justifiable to where you won't get as much backlash. But yeah. if you like... No, if you're killing people, you're fucking killing people. Yeah. If you're yeah. losing control... Because like one of the big arguments, and I thought it was stupid to even argue this. Like, they immediately brought up criminal records of the people that died in that to try to justify it. Where I was like... Yeah, because like, he didn't know those fuckers yeah, in that shit. It's like, like he... It's one thing if he did it because he knew who they were and yeah. what, like everything. But like, it's like it was a complete fucking random thing where yeah. you're like, it, it just it seemed out of character for what they were trying to go. They're trying to make a hero out of a kid who has put himself in a stupid fucking situation. Yeah, and a lot of like Fox News people that I've seen like on YouTube and stuff, that's what they were doing. They're yeah. trying to, whoa, he killed pet like a pedophile. Yeah. I'm like, he didn't know he was a fucking pedophile. Yeah, I'm like. And even then, like, murder in no regard is fucking okay. Yeah. Like, obviously, what happened in the t- sentence and, or the, uh, what happened with the trial happened. Like, that's not at all what I'm trying to touch on. I'm just saying, no matter what you do, if you were to try to be a vigilante, if you were caught, it would be politicized to the max. You get famous right away. Not always in the greatest way. No. <laughs> like,. Whereas, like, uh, the best example I can give, and I wish you would fucking watch it, they kind of delve into that in season two of Daredevil. Okay. With the Punisher. Oh, okay. It's fucking great. You know, I'll probably just skip to season two. You have one episode left in season one. Just watch it. I'm in episode six of season one. You have two episodes left. Just fucking, just, there, they get better. Honestly, season one's the one I remember the least. Just... Work through those two episodes. It's two hours of your life that you would just play Arkham City again. That's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the whole season. I'm just like, there's literally, and I get that. I, I do understand. It is. It gets so much better though, especially like season two is just like. There's moments of tension with Punisher and Daredevil. Well, it's Daredevil where it's just like it's like fucking palpable sexual tension. <laughs> no. Okay. Like, I really wish you would watch it just like so a talk. I will rewatch the season with you if I have to. Like, it's fucking great. It better be. Um, was the, there, there was a vigilante in Russia, right? Is that what you were saying? Or was it you that nope. told me that? Uh, no, that was Justice that told you that. I was telling you about Phoenix Jones, who's who lives in Seattle. He was a UFC fighter. And Seattle has this uh, law. I can't remember the name of it. it it's basically uh, Right to Duel. If both, if both um, participants agree, it is perfectly legal for two dudes to square up and beat the shit out of each other in the streets of Seattle. Phil later developed a full costume and adopted Phoenix Jones. Yep. That's a lame-ass costume, but... It is a lame-ass costume. And then he got busted for laundering. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, he got lost in the sauce. My friend at work was also telling me about uh, the Russian vigilante. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Same person. Like the Reaper, is that what it was? I think that's what it was, yeah. Because Justice was telling that us that to us during that podcast we had Andrew on. I never take Justice serious, so I didn't listen. You re- you pulled up an article. <laughs> is there any other like big name like legit superheroes? Um, honestly, I don't think so. I mean, I know that there was a movement in Seattle. Kind of like kick ass after Phoenix Jones. It just boggles my mind that nobody's legit tried it. Like, legitimately. I mean, so <laughs> there was a whole episode of CSI Las Vegas where, like, apparently vigilantism is a legit thing. People will dress up and try to fucking kill each other. <laughs> like, well, then go out of the wrong way. I just don't, like, trying to save people would be different. Well, I mean, they they do it in the guise of like fighting crime and stuff. But, oh, like, okay. th- there was like a whole CSI episode where like this dude who goes around. Australia technically has one. This dude goes around and removes uh, boots from cars. Oh shit! <laughs> That's like his virgi- version of vigilantism. <laughs> um, I think he has been arrested since. <laughs> so it's crazy because you get arrested right if you do shit like that. Oh yeah, it's uh, even though. I don't, I don't know. You can argue the legitimacy of uh, parking violations. But right. Yeah, that's a serious offense. And just like in general, like trying to do that shit. Oh, yeah. 
Which makes no sense if you're like doing something like good. No, I mean, I agree. But yeah. at the same time, the government doesn't see what you did as good if you're taking money away from the government. Right. So it's like, it's fucked up. I know. <laughs> but yeah, um, what else is going on in that trailer? Did you notice in that trailer um, when they're in that room with the, and it looks like a city is drawn on the ground? Yes. The Riddler's room. He has traps. They almost look like saw traps. Oh. There's like a trap that has a bunch of tubes in it. It says like rats or something like on it or something. And hmm. there's a bunch of other like traps in there, so he's kind of like Jigsaw. I'm, sp- I'm just wondering, are these ones he has used or he was going to use? Maybe going to. Let me see if I can find screenshots of it. Because that does seem, especially because a lot of this seems like it's tied to the mob initially. Yeah, oh, and that um, Falcone is in it too. Yeah, the actor they got to play him is kind of surprising. Yeah, um, what's his name? He's the dude from uh, and Totoro. John Turturro? Yeah. He's from, um, it wouldn't be my first pick, but Transformers. Yeah, and Anger Management. Yeah, a lot of uh, Adam Sandler films. Yeah. Um, He's actually really, oh, he's also, he's the Jesus. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, he's really good at that. Um, I'm going to fucking Did you ever watch the Jesus roles? No, I didn't. I was like, I still need to check that one. Um, Still amazed with Colin Farrell's makeup. Yes. Yeah, that's insane. Um, I'm interested to see... It looks like there's going to be a lot more conflict between Batman and the police force than we expected. As yes. they're chasing him out the building. Um, also, one thing I didn't notice. From the old trailers, you know that kid? The the black kid in the white um, face paint? Yeah. That kid plays Tim Drake in Titans. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's not connected, but it's kind of interesting because he's the one that, like, caught everybody's eye because he, like, tears up. Okay. So. Yes, you see Trebek there on that one. Okay. And. There's another one. I do love him creeping out to the camera to basically, like, taunt him. Yeah. On the video. I guess I had to find a picture of it. But, but yeah. It, 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 definitely serial killer. Yeah. I'm definitely shit. happy with the shape he got in for the film. Yes. Uh, the relationship between him and Selena Kyle will be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, well, I always knew that she was going to be in a lot of the movie, but now it's like solidified that she's going to be like a, a main part of the movie. And Yeah. I, and I see that being the right way to go. Yeah. I'm so tired of her being a straight up villain that like I, I, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it I think I'm tired of her being a like tertiary character where she shows up in the second or third film I'm happy that this is a first film introduction where we get to see their relationship grow over time yeah and she if I was gonna like compare her to a different like rendition to be like Catwoman in Arkham City Arkham Knight yeah, I can see that a lot yeah. more. Where it's very flirtatious, but it's also flirtatious in under the guise of like getting something from Batman. Yeah. Where you can almost see her being able to swindle him over and over and over. He's a simp. He's simp. <laughs> <laughs> um I really hope that they like go all the way with that relationship, but in a better way than what we got with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, because we're not going to see... I'm guessing we're not going to see a Rayshaw Ghoul in this universe. I'd be happy if we did. I would be too. But the fact that he's already Batman and shit... Well, unless he... I don't know. It depends on what the or, his actual origin story is too. I mean, if I had my choice, we would get a, a Rayshaw Ghoul through Red Hood. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is a lot of time... he brings him back to life. And yeah. So that, but there is a lot of time between that now and then yeah because so, this is only year two so you can be like yeah and assumedly there is no robin that would be a fucking bananas reveal if they just had a robin yeah because when in the arkham series at least he didn't get dick grayson until his fourth year as batman i think was it fourth year yeah okay i mean hey i'd be happy with that too yeah it that shows so it would be the next movie unless they want to, if i'm assuming they'll do a little bit of a time jump for the second one oh, I, I think that'd be fair and even if they didn't i'd be happy with him picking up a robin and year two three yeah it wouldn't be it would fit the character yeah i think i really 
I don't know why. I really want a Batman Robin story because we haven't had it really done right. Yeah, we haven't had a serious one. And it's been heavily avoided. Yeah, probably because of those movies. But yeah. (laughs) But like Christopher Nolan, like he fucking stood. He did not have a long enough rope to keep away. It's the very end. Yeah. He was Robin. And that was the. That honestly kind of irritated me. He would have been a good Robin, too. He would have. I love Joseph Gordon. Yeah. He'd been a good Dick Grayson. He'd have Of all of them, maybe Tim Drake, but more so uh, Dick Grayson. Yes. I actually would really like them to uh, do another like race change for Tim Drake. He's the one that I think it would fit the best. I think Dick Grayson would fit the best as really? an Asian man. See, I'd be fine with that too. Like a Stephen, you know, if he was, if he would, if he would, yeah. Do it. And of all people, he'd be the one I would yeah. want. Um, but I think Tim Drake works well because, like, even in the Titan show, they made Tim Drake a half black, half Asian. Okay. So it's like, I, I would be fine either way, but it would it be very interesting to see him change. Whereas, like, it was almost built into the character of Dick Grayson for so long that he was. White, but I mean, like at the same time, it's not. They're two characters that I'm really not married to their race, especially because Dick Grayson is in a traveling carnival. Yeah, they're bound to race swap mix. Yeah, I wouldn't say race swap, but mix. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't know. There, you can go into a lot of like nitty gritty stuff with like Jason Todd too, but like they can change whatever in these i really don't care right I mean, they made uh catwoman black cool don't care it's awesome that we're finally getting like a, the story done right yeah and even gordon yeah and honestly i i didn't expect to be as okay with that as i am but i think it's because of the actor like jeffrey wright is fantastic yeah um and like i said we could see a barbara gordon in this movie yeah as like a teenager probably yeah and or, i just yeah. think and I, i've said this before i just hope that they don't do everything in a pandery way towards anybody like this seems like it could be a very good story just literally about mental illness yeah that could kind of push uh push the mark for how we talk about mental illness again. and we haven't seen a batman movie about that really no, literally the best Batman movie we've gotten about something like that was the Joker. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, and if there was a character that deserved that kind of arc, it's him. I mean, Batman has a lot of crazy fucking villains. Yeah. You got Victor Zaz. Yep. That'd be one to get a great story out of. Yeah. But he's always been a tertiary character like fucking uh, Birds of Prey. Yep. That irritated me, honestly, kind of. I like the actor, too. Um who else would be really good mental health story to do? I mean, like, Scarecrow, kind of. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze would be great, especially if they actually, like, hit it with that nuance instead of the camp. Oh, yeah. Like um, how he is in Arkham City. Yeah. Um, Overall, I just, I hope they don't put yeah. too much cheese on this. I don't think they will. Yeah. I think the lines we got in the trailer that are cheese, still, like, they don't take you out of it. Yeah. No, for sure. Um... I mean, I'm just, I'm definitely happy with all the choices they've made for this film. It looks unique and it looks like it's headed in the right direction. It, I don't know if they're doing everything with the idea of doing a franchise in mind, mm-hmm. but well, cause they confirmed they're doing a trilogy, right? I, I haven't heard that. I don't know though. I'd I'm be pretty happy. sure they did when they, when they announced it. If so, fuck yeah. But at the same time like i'm fine with however they choose to go about this as long as it's not rushed and as long as they kind of give it the same kind of timetable they did for matt reeves with uh the planet of the apes films it should be perfectly fine it is gonna be a trilogy robert panson signed a three picture deal nice awesome which makes me also think there's not gonna be more than three (laughs) and that's not too bad though yeah but i just I don't think you're gonna do a bat family in that time in three movies and it depends on the time jump too yeah for sure but you know i mean there's a lot to get out of this trailer i think we touched on most of it um the car chase scene also looks fantastic yes but we've already seen that in other trailers too and that's the thing like a lot of stuff even in this trailer is stuff we've seen yeah like see but a little extended yeah but there hasn't been a whole lot exposed yet yeah we have a and i guarantee there's no way the court of owls aren't in this film no there's gonna be so much more going on in this movie than we've seen in this oh, it's yeah. just like no way home there was so much shit in there that we didn't see in the trailer i just hope they don't drop leaks 
I, I, I really want this one to be a mystery. This this is the one. Fucking for sure stay off Twitter and yeah. everything the week before, week of. No, no, not even just that, though. Like, Sony, their, their marketing idea of leaking shit was perfect. That's the way they needed to go. DC and Warner Brothers need to stay completely quiet with this film the rest of the way. Yeah, because their marketing is bad. Well, not, not only that, this is a detective film. Yeah. You want it to be a mystery. You don't want to go in being like, oh, this is going to lead to the... Like, you don't want it to be obvious. Yeah. You just want to go in completely... It's almost scary to even make theories about it because you don't want yourself to be right either because then you'll be kind of like, oh, I and you guess this. also don't want it to be a disappointment and make a better film in your head. Yeah. So we're going to be optimistically cautious. Yeah. I still, in my mind, I don't see a scenario where this is a bad movie. I, I don't either, but... You never Time know. will tell. Yeah. I've seen... I've been disappointed before. Suicide By DC. <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. Birds of Prey, honestly, in my opinion, is close enough to Suicide Squad. That I wasn't disappointed in because I wasn't expecting much anyway. Suicide Squad disappointed me because I was expecting so much the first oh, time yeah. I saw it. Well, especially because the trailers were fantastic. Yeah. I would give the air cut a chance. I wouldn't. I'm done with everything on that side. I'm done. And people are still holding on to, like, hope for the restore the Snyderverse. I'm like, it's not going to fucking happen. Just leave it alone. It's not. I don't know, man. There's been a lot of pressure. Yeah, but there's not enough pressure for them to actually do it. Because you know how much money it would take to make those fucking movies and put them in theaters? I don't think it's going to happen. It wouldn't be cheap. Yeah, it wouldn't be cheap. I just don't see that happening. But people need to let it go. Alrighty. Well, that was another edition of the Super Thwack podcast. Yes. My name is Anthony Stevens. Damian Labo. And thank you guys all very much for listening in. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and especially on YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe and leave a comment uh, really helps us know what you guys want from us in the future and it gives us um, some feedback where we can even answer your questions through there uh, we would really appreciate it or if you do have a question you can email us at thwackjacketgmail.com and make sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify make sure to leave a like rate and subscribe on those as well because it really helps us reach out to other viewers and we really appreciate it. Until next time, we will see you guys. Peace. Peace.